3: This is the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: It's hour number three of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we got a tremendous final hour for you as now it is midnight Eastern time for those of you guys that are out there on the East Coast and here in lovely Las Vegas. is 9 o'clock PM Pacific time. So we're going to start turning the page forward a little bit more to Sunday. Taking a look at what we're going to be getting in Major League Baseball on Sundays. We've actually got 18 games for Sunday because we've got a trio of double dips that are going to be going down, so that's going to be a lot of fun as most of the finals have been decided. You've only got two games left in Major League Baseball. Rays are up 8-1 to in the top of the ninth inning. The Nationals and the Angels are doing battle. Angels are down 7-3. to Their final ups are coming up in the ninth inning, so... Unless if we wind up seeing some sort of a Philadelphia Phillies bullpen sort of collapse here, we should know what we're getting there. But what we are going to be getting on Sunday is some very good action as well as got some nice, fadeable pitchers. I'm going to be getting into one that is going to be going out there in Boston and not the man that is on the mound <laughs> for the Red Sox. So, That is going to be a lot of fun, but we're going to start with the VK Nation pick that I'm going to be having for this Sunday. We're going to be going Brewers versus Braves. If you're looking on the betting board, this is towards the top of it, 903, 904. You've got yourself the Milwaukee Brewers. Find themselves in a lot of spots right around about a minus 105. Even money you're able to find a little bit as well with the Braves. Find themselves anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120 with your total anywhere between eight and eight and a half, and if you're finding an eight and a half, that juice on the under is going to be right around minus 115 to minus 120. But DK Nation pick is going to be on the Atlanta Braves. You've got the two top teams with regards to being able to hit homers in the National League. They are going to be going at it in the Brewers and the Braves. But I do feel like the Milwaukee Brewers numbers in general just have been blown a little bit out of proportion. The only team that they have played this season that has an above 500 record, that'd be the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, you take a look at the schedule right now for the Milwaukee Brewers and I am someone that I am a proud Wisconsinite, born and raised in the great state of Wisconsin, but we're going to call a spade a spade here. Here's what they've all played thus far this season. They played a set against the Chicago Cubs. They played on the road against the poopy Baltimore Orioles. They played four against the St. Louis Cardinals, and then they played a random one game against the San Francisco Giants. Why they played a one game, just one off against the San Francisco Giants, I still have no idea, but... That said, then they wind up playing against the Pittsburgh Pirates for three more, the Chicago Cubs for three more, and then the Cincinnati Reds, which is why right now you're fighting the Brewers with the most total runs out there in the major leagues. It's not necessarily because this is the best lineup out there in the National Leagues, and it's because they've been playing against really, really bad competition, and they wanted up just putting up a whole bunch of runs against the Cincinnati Reds. They had a combined 28 in the last two games, so that was pretty hilarious. But if you take a look at Charlie Morton and... He started off slow last year, and he started off very slow this year. 6.85 ERA through five starts, and you want him noticing it a little bit more last year as well. He had right around a 5.23 ERA through six starts. Wanted finishing up the year with a 3.34 ERA, being able to keep the ball down, being able to do a better job of not giving out so many walks. And I mean, we've seen that this season. He's given up right around five walks per nine innings, and he's going to be going up against a guy in Aaron Ashby who. His career has been relatively shaky, to say the least. A 2.33 ERA, but I do take a look at his lack of command, and I think that that could wind up nipping the Brewers in the butt because he has given up 13 walks in 19 and a third innings now. Absolutely electrifying stuff, and in a few years, this guy is going to go from the bullpen, and he's not just going to be a starter. Aaron Ashby, in like two to three years, is going to be a very good starter for the Milwaukee Brewers. I sort of take a look at his trajectory, much like Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta. And I think that he's got that sort of stuff. I think that he's going to be really able to stick around. That said, he just has a little bit of a lack of command right now. And that means that you're going to see the Brewers have to dive into their bullpen very, very early because this is a guy in Ashby that I believe has completed five innings once in his career. So that's a little bit of an issue. Now, good news for the Brewers is they're going to have their trustworthy bullpen arms available because Devin Williams, Josh Hader, they did not wind up pitching in Saturday's loss, meanwhile, for the Atlanta Braves, you did wind up having to use up AJ Minter along with Kenley Jansen. But is it up Kenley Jansen? Not necessarily the worst thing in the world. You're gonna have Tyler Madzik available, Darren Ode, Will Smith sometimes gets jiggy with it, but he's able to give you a couple solid innings as well. And then you take a look at this Atlanta Braves lineup, and it is relatively solid. You do have Austin Riley along with Matt Olson being allowed north of a 350 on base, and now you've got Ronald Acuna Jr. back in fold as well. Wind up getting his second home run of the season. On Saturday, so that certainly is a confidence booster for him. Travis Sayer, no, as a 300, Marcelo Zuna has been struggling a little bit recently, but you know that he's got some pop in the bat. And for the Milwaukee Brewers, getting back Luis Ordias is very solid for the scene. But other than Rowdy Tillis, I mean, these are the only two guys I want to see in a bat for the Milwaukee Brewers on Saturday. that are hitting above a 236. So that I think is going to be a little bit of an issue here. I do think that the Braves have a little bit of a better lineup. I think that they match up with regards to their bullpen. With regards to the Milwaukee Brewers, not necessarily Williams and Hayter, but the only way that Williams and Hayter come into the game is if the Brewers wind up having a lead. And I don't think that Aaron Ashby is going to be able to get the Brewers that. I take a look at the starting pitching matchup. I think that you're going to have Charlie Morton be able to come out there, fire on all cylinders, look like the Charlie Morton of old. I'm willing to take the Atlanta Braves with my DK Nation pick. And when it comes to the total little bit of an intriguing spot here. We're mostly seeing eights on the board. A couple stray straight couple stray eight and a halfs, but mostly seeing eights. I'm saying my total is 7.7. I do think that Ashby is going to give up a couple walks, but I don't think that he's going to light the house on fire or anything like that, give up too many deep shots, so I'm looking under. And with the DK Nation pick, I'm going to be taking a look at the Atlanta Braves. And when it comes to the guy that I was saying was very, very fadeable, How about if we hit upon that right about now because it's going to be the early game. And if you're looking to bet this one, you want to place your bets early because this is one that has an 11.35 a.m., 8.35 a.m. Pacific start time. 9.15, 9.16 on the banking board. The Chicago White Sox are on the road. They're facing up against the Boston Red Sox. And you've got Michael Walker who's going to be going for the Red Sox. And you've got Dallas Keiko who's going to be on the mound for the White Sox. White Sox are finding themselves right around a plus 120 to a plus 129. Meanwhile, with the Red Sox, find the money between minus 135 and minus 140 with a total of eight and a half. And this has risen from the opener where the Red Sox were right around 125 favorite. And I mean, it's about as justifiable as it can get. Dallas Keuchel is absolutely terrible right now. This is someone who's been posting up a north of 80 RA this season. He's given up nearly double the amount of total runs as he's had innings this year. and he can't can't find the zone even. This is a guy in Dallas Keuchel that has a strikeout to walk rate that is sub one right now. It's been absolutely terrible to take a look at. He's got a combined 10 walks in his last two starts. This is a former Cy Young Award winner, and it is very sad to see where it has gone downhill to because he can't get strikeouts. He's walking everyone. He gives up lots of hard contact. There are zero redeeming qualities whatsoever right now with Dallas Keuchel, Michael Walker, typically on my podcast, I would use a dying Pac-Man voice to describe Michael Walker because I mean, he was really bad the last few years. He's looked very good this season. He has been able to keep down the walks. He's been able to limit the hard contact. I don't know what has gotten into him, but we all remember several years ago, he was an up-and-comer for the St. Louis Cardinals. I think that he wanted to make it an all-star game or two back in like 2014, 2015, and then he just dropped off the table from there. But Got a buck 38 ERA right now and four starts. He has been able to do a nice job of keeping the ball in the yard. He has been giving up just not a lot of contact in general. Four and a half hits for nine innings. Been very impressed by him now. Do take a look at this bullpen of the Boston Red Sox and because you now have Garrett Woodlock in the starting lineup, it is a case in which the bullpen does wind up getting a little bit depleted and you did wind up seeing the 10 inning game. The Boston Red Sox made like your buddy at the bar and they could not wind up closing out that one, but that said, you still do have a bullpen. that I do like someone like an Eric Murra that did not wind up pitching on Saturday. He's going to be available in this game. And wanted pitching, but he threw four pitches. So he's going to be available for this team as well. Austin Davis is able to come in out of the bullpen. And for the Chicago White Sox, they did wind up having to burn up a couple of pieces. Liam Hendricks wound up having to get the save. They've been able to get some good production out of Kendall Grayman. So that is going to be able to help them out a little bit as well. But this is a White Sox team that, Right now, they're a bottom ten offense out there in the big leagues, and they always have a tougher time hitting righties and lefties. I don't know how. I don't know why, but their splits are always very demonstrative there. You've had Jose Ray be able to come to the forefront for this team a little bit more. Now he's up to right around 325 on base. And for Tim Anderson, he has been terrific for this team, hitting right around at 337. But you take a look at this team in general, and you've got out of the 10 guys that wound up seeing in at bat yesterday, seven of them hitting a 226 or less, so that is an issue. And for the Boston Red Sox, you've got Xander Pogars, who's sitting right around 335 for the team. J.D. Martinez is sitting right around 300. Alex Verdugo has a trio of home runs. Now, some of the guys at the bottom of the lineup, Franchi Cordero, you're able to throw in there. Jackie Bradley Jr., he's not out there for his bet at all. Some of these guys have been a little bit rough, and you do need Trevor Story to get online. Something that I thought was really going to be costly for this Red Sox team is that, just take a look, Trevor Sorry throughout his career, was always able to hit at Coors Field. Could not hit worth a lick on the road, and that has been the case thus far this season. So, we've seen a little bit of a dip there, but Rafael Devers, he's right now hitting right around 295 at 38 home runs last season. Has been able to do a solid job there, and this is just a big, giant fate of Dallas Keuchel at this point. I and mean, you take a look at some of your most fadeable starters in the big leagues. And for every year, say Martin Wines, we getting another start for the Cincinnati Reds. Take that team's run line. You wind up taking the over. You wind up taking all of that. He's got a north of 10 ERA. It's been really bad. Spencer Howard. I and mean, you want no part of him. And then Dallas Keuchel is right there as well. When you're on the same list as Spencer Howard and Revier Saint Martin, you know that it's not going well for you. And it's just not been going well for the White Sox in general. To their credit, they've been able to win four straight games. But I think that that last loss was when shock, shock, surprise, surprise, you wound up having Dallas Keuchel out there on the mound. So. I think that it's going to be a case in which the White Sox are going to get another sad performance there. Michael Wacha needs to be a little bit of a stopper year for the Boston Red Sox. They're 10 and 18, it's not been going well for them. And I do think that this is going to be a nice bounce back spot for the Red Sox. I'm willing to take a look at them on the money line. Set my total a little bit north of nine because I or a little bit north of nine because I do think that there's going to be regression with Wacha. And I think the Keiko just finds giving up runs as well. So looking over and looking Red Sox and on the other side, going to be taking a little bit more of a look at some of the games that are going to be involving double headers for the MLB on Sunday. That's up next right here on v Esports Bank Network.
3: Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Vsin the Sports Betting Network. And here's something I didn't think I'd be saying. The Canelo Alvarez line, if you want to take this, with regards to the boxing match between E and Dimitri Bival. All of a sudden, Alvarez is down to a minus 220 favorite and... He's been getting worked a little bit in this fight. I mean, take a look at it, and I'm noticing a little bit of a gash over his eye. This has not necessarily been a quality performance thus far from Canelo Alvarez as we're right now entering the mid-rounds of this fight. Right now, we're in round number seven, so you want to take a Canelo Alvarez at like minus $5, $5, $5 minus $6, something in that neighborhood. Right now, it's not necessarily been the world's greatest fight. Obviously, Canelo... He's still the live favorite right now, but I'd be a little bit concerned because, you know, I was, hate to be the get off my long guy, but you have to wonder if how much some of the outside distractions wearing like Dolce and Gabbana and everything like that, how much that's playing a little bit of a role. And maybe his focus was a little bit away from this fight because, once again, he's a big giant favorite and how much of that is affecting him because you can only defend your title so many times. Maybe he's a little bit less hungry in this spot as well because just does not look like himself thus far and got to give all the credit in the world to the challenger as well. So we're going to be taking a look at this. If we wind up continuing to have developments there and what we're also taking a look at is major league baseball as well. We'll Wound up running through a few games that we're going to have on Sunday in the first segment. And when it comes to betting on baseball, what is really strange and we're going to be seeing quite a bit of this going down for Sunday. We've got right now, as it stands, a trio of double headers because You wind up having a lot of games wind up getting postponed. You've had a lot of games wind up having adjusted pitching matchups as well, like Glenn Otto and also Garrett Cole were supposed to go on Saturday, and I liked the over in my DK Nation pick, so good news is it didn't lose. Bad news is it didn't win, and I liked an over, and nobody scored, so that's not necessarily too terrific, but certainly we do have a lot of strangeness that is going down there, like With regards to Royals versus the Baltimore Orioles, we're seeing some conflicting starters there, as well as Carlos Hernandez was supposed to pitch the last two days. Now he's completely scratched for Zach Greinke along Daniel Lynch. So I do think that that's something that is very strange with regards to betting on baseball. And just general advice that I can give you if you're looking to take a shot in some of these games is take a look at some of the openers that we've got right now, like there are a couple books out here in Vegas that have posted very initial lines with regards to this Royals versus Baltimore Orioles game. It looks like Garrett Cole versus Dane Dunning is showing a opening number of seven with regards to the total. If you're out there on the East Coast, you're probably going to be finding your openers at I would say 7:30, 8 o'clock a.m. Maybe a little bit sooner, maybe a little bit later. But set that, that whatever caffeinated beverage you have whether it be like a five hour energy shot, whether it be a pot of coffee, maybe we wind up going with the good old cherry limeade bang energy drink. Like I wind up always liking to take. So you want to be setting one of those, try to be able to get the best of the number because the best number that you're going to find, it is going to be the first number that you wind up seeing. So I do think that that is something that is just crucial with regards to betting these double headers, because right now it's a jury out situation with regards to a lot of these, but Something that I do like as well is what we've been seeing in this Colorado Rockies versus Arizona Diamondbacks series. We've seen a pair of unders find up hitting, and I think that we might wind up seeing a third on Sunday. How about if we go 9 or 9, nine 10 on the banging board? Irma Marquez going to be going for the Rockies. and We had Zach Gellin, who's going to be going for the Diamondbacks. Total on this game is 8, pretty much minus 110 on both the over and the under in this bottom for Gellin. Right now, you're finding them in a lot of places, right around a minus 140 favorite. DraftKings right now has the high watermark, I'm currently finding that at a minus 155. But most other books, they've got this right around a minus 140. And this is one up from the opener, minus 125. You were really getting some good value, in my opinion, if you were able to get the minus 125 on the Arizona Diamondbacks. But now that you take a look at it, if you're able to get in plus 135 or greater, like we're finding at DraftKings, I think now you're starting to have value on the Colorado Rockies. out. Irma Marquez has had a... Rough start to the year, to say the least. He's given up at least four runs in each out of his last four starts, but certainly someone that is a very capable pitcher. Did wind up pitching a little bit worse on the road than he did at home, but he's capable of being able to fill some innings. Is relatively solid and not necessarily giving up a lot of walks. And then with Zach Gallen, this guy has been absolutely incredible. He's got a sub-2 ERA this season, and what has really been big for Zach Gallen is the one thing that has really haunted him throughout his career has been walks coming into the season, right around three and a half or so walks per nine innings. Thus far this season, he's been able to drop that nearly in half. He's only given up four walks in his starts this season, so you give him a lot of credit, and I mean, this just plays out very well for unders. It's a reason why I like the under the first two games of this series, and I like it once again in this spot, as I wind up saying my total is 6.8 And that you've got a Colorado Rockies team that home to road, the offense is just completely different because they wind up playing at Coors Field, and not just the fact that they are at elevation when it comes to cores, but it's having to travel away from elevation that winds up really affecting them as well as when they wind up going away, you wind up needing to just adjust a little bit more. You wind up just having a lot of things affect you in general with that regard. So I think that that is something that always needs to be taken into account a little bit. It's why year in and year out, you'll notice the Rockies will hit like 280 at home. And then on the road, it'll be like a 240. So that is really, really big in my opinion. And then you take a look at the flip side for the Arizona Diamondbacks. This has been a team that has been a little bit better on offense, but coming into Saturday for the season, they're hitting just a buck ninety one 91 as a collective. Now, they actually do have a couple of matchers on their team. Christian Walker, along with Dalton Varsho, has been able to give you six home runs this season, but you've legitimately got three guys seeing a pass. They're north of a 225 this season. So that plays out very well for the under And The Arizona Diamondbacks wind up seeing Mark Melanson. Not necessarily give the world's greatest performance here on Saturday as he wound up below in the save that he was given, but someone like a Joe Manette Tipley has a sub-1 ERA. You've been able to see Ian Kennedy give you some good innings, and for the Rockies, they do have one of the most rough bullpens out there in the big leagues, but oftentimes a lot of the runs wind up being given up at Coors Field because they are at elevation. Guys like Daniel Barta have been able to step up for this team. Alex Colme is far from terrific, and he did wind up having to pitch on Saturday, but at the very least, he's been a little bit of an upgrade for this team. So I do think that that is something that is very beneficial for this Colorado Rockies team. And I do think that you're going to be able to, once again, be able to have another under in this spot. I think that it's going to be three for three with regards to unders in the series. And when it comes to Colorado Rockies, once you wind up hitting that plus 135 mark, like we're seeing at DraftKings, Kings, that's when the value starts, in my opinion, on this Colorado team. So I do think that that's a little bit of an intriguing one. Also, while I've been doing this breakdown, we've been taking a look at this Canelo over his fight, and has not necessarily look good. You've right now got him on the live line at even money, minus 135 on Dimitri, and this has just not been a good showing here. If you want to dive in, I don't know how Canelo winds up winning this fight with what we've seen right now. He needs to have some really, really good rounds because he's just been dominated. I and mean, there's no other way of putting it. He's been completely dominated. Typically, when he winds up going to the scorecards, he always defaults to the champ, but I don't know how they would be able to give this to him. He's not look good tonight. I mean, he's got gashes all over his face right now. He's just... He's been getting completely worked. So, right now, not looking great for Canelo Alvarez. So, I'll be, continue, be continuing to keep, to keep you guys abreast here, but Canelo Alvarez, right now DraftKings, He's even money to be able to win this fight, and he needs to come out with a couple of very, very big rounds right now because it's not looking good. But how about if we wind up diving into another baseball game while we see if Canelo Alvarez is able to claw his way out? We're right now in round number nine, by the way, and he's come out a little bit more powerful in this round, so we'll keep our eyes on that. But how about if we wind up going to a game that I think is going to be very intriguing out there with the Marlins and the Slam Diego Padres? This is 9-11, 9-12 on the betting board. This is evolving... Another National League West team as Padres. They are finding themselves as very hefty favorites right now. You're finding them anywhere between about minus 156 and minus 165. Meanwhile, with the Fishies, you're finding them anywhere between plus 145 and plus 150, and a total of six and a half. Another case in which the six and halves they've just gone a little bit too far with regards to these totals, and right now we're seeing it in baseball over the last seven days with the moves down to a lot more sevens, a lot more six and halves. Over 55% of games have wound up going over the total, and I think that this is a little bit overreactionary. Trevor Rogers, I do think, is going to be able to pitch a little bit better in this spot, but Trevor Rogers has not been the guy that we came to know and love last season, and with Trevor Rogers, this was the case even when he was relatively dominant last season in that he was giving up a whole bunch of walks. He was giving up north of three walks per nine innings last season. Thus far this season, he's been giving up closer to a four and a half, five walks per nine innings, so... That is really a case in which it's not necessarily been too terrific for him going there. And then Joe Musgrove has been kept in consistency right now for the San Diego Padres. Six plus innings pitch in every one of his starts. I believe that he is the only starter that has had at least four starts this season. Has went at least six in every one of them. He has been able to do a nice job of being able to induce soft contact. A sub 2-5 and He's backed up by a good bullpen as well. Now with the Padres, they did wind up putting in there some of their lesser bullpen pieces. And they wound up giving that five spot up in the night thing against the Miami Marlins. But I do think that they're going to be a little bit more stirred here. Coming up on the other side, I'm also going to alert you guys to what we've been noticing with regards to line movement in these Marlins games. And it has been very, very strange. And I think we're going to need to give you guys another update on Can- this Canelo fight as well. That's up next right here on v the Esports Bang Network.
3: Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: If you're looking to bet on Canelo Alvarez, well, you're getting a much, much better price than you would have gotten if you would have bet this just a few minutes ago. As it is a great Peterson experience right here on v the Sports Betting Network, Dimitri Bevel, He has come out and he is right now overpowering Canelo Alvarez. We are through 10 rounds thus far in Canelo. On the live line at DraftKings, finding himself at a plus 190. And, well, Canelo Alvarez has had his face just completely pounded in thus far. So, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens because Bevo has been the clear aggressor thus far. We've got two rounds to go, so hopefully we can wind up getting a decision before this show is all said and done. But, Alvarez, not necessarily looking so great. So, if you want to dang in that big plus price on Bevo, you should be feeling very good about it. I just hope that the judges don't rob him because, well, as we all know, sometimes the boxing scorecards can be, we're going to call it strange. Strange, I think, is the best and most appropriate word that I could say without being inappropriate. So we're going to be going with that, but we're also going to be taking a look at some Major League Baseball as well. And mentioned it a little bit before, what we've all noticed with regards to Marlins betting lines thus far this season. We're talking about Marlins versus the Padres. Right now, you're able to find the Fish, right around about a plus 145 to a plus 150. But if you take a look at what we've seen in Miami Marlins games pretty much all season, you'll notice that there's a lot of overnight line movement with regards to them. They'll start out, like right now, at DraftKings. Where you're finding them at a plus 145. Just more often than not, you've been seeing north of 20-cent line movements with them. Like, even this Pablo Lopez versus Sean Manea game that we wound up seeing here for Saturday, the opening line, was the Miami Marlins being a plus 115. They op- they closed right at DraftKings, right around even money. You wanted seeing them as high as a plus 105, as low as a minus 110, and that's a low end for line movement that we've seen with the Miami Marlins. If you like the Miami Marlins in this game, and right now as it sits, I was willing to take the Marlins at anything north of a plus 143, and right now in most places, you're finding plus 145, even up to a plus 150. Now is the time to bet it. I mean, if you wind up waiting, this number is probably not going to be available based on everything that we have seen this season. and I mean, certainly we could wind up seeing a little bit of reversal in just weeks to come. We could wind up seeing it, hey, start for Mother's Day. But with that said, we've just been noticing it all season long with these Miami Marlins games. You've just seen so many cases in which It winds up starting out at, like, a plus 140 in this case. And it winds up going down to plus 115, plus 120 by the time first pitch winds up happening. And that's right now going to be a little bit of my strategy. Just take a little bit of a look, wait on the line, see if we wind up getting the Padres down to a little bit more of a comfortable, like, minus 135, minus 140, and try to see if I can get Joe Musgrove at a little bit of a nice discount. I think that's something that is intriguing to take a look at. What else is intriguing to take a look at is a game that has... Posted up the money line, but not the total. That's because this game is at Wrigley Field, 9:13, 9:14 9-14 on the bangboard. board. LA Dodgers are going to be on the road facing off against the Chicago Cubs, and this is going to be the game that is going to be featured on Sunday Night Baseball with one Marcus Stroman going for the Cubs, and Walker Buehler is going to be on the bump for the LA Dodgers. Right now, the Dodgers are finding themselves anywhere between 195 and minus $2. Meanwhile, when it comes to Cubs, You're able to find them anywhere to be plus 170 and plus 178. And I've had this question as often, and it is a valid question. Why are you unable to find totals when it comes to games at Wrigley Field overnight? And it's because of the wind. The wind really has a lot of influence as to what you're going to be seeing with regards to these totals. Like right now, as it stands, I am seeing the wind blowing out at right around 10 to 12 miles per hour. And that would be something that would cause me to have a total in which at a 9 or less, I'd be looking at an over, 9.5 or higher, I'd be starting to take a look at an under, but I do think that now you're starting to have a little bit of value here with the Chicago Cubs. By the way, for those looking at a run line, you're also not going to notice that right off the bat because you have no total. line. typically, with regards to run lines, you're going to find run lines that you're able to get a little bit of a better plus price, or in this case, with the Dodgers, you're going to lay a little bit of less juice, laying a run and a half when the total is like Say seven, seven and a half rather than if it would be, say, nine, nine and a half. So the run line and the money line, lo- and the run line, I should say, and the total a little bit, a little bit just daisy chained together. Just because when you wind up having a total of a seven and a half versus a nine and a half, much more difficult to win by multiple runs when you wind up having a lower scoring game. So that just explains that. But the reason why I do think that there's a little bit of value here on the Cubs is that Marcus Stroman is starting to find it. And His last start against the Milwaukee Brewers, wound up having by far his best start of the season, and he was just a tough luck loser last season, and he wound up having a 10 and 13 record with an ERA that was right around three, wound up giving up in the neighborhood about .8 home runs for a nine innings. Can sometimes be a little bit of a harder contact guy, giving up a couple home runs here and there, but... Certainly has been able to do a solid job there. A little bit more of a ground ball pitcher. And then you do take a look at Walker Buehler. And ever since September of last season, it's been a little bit up and down for him. But he's really been able to find his form on having that complete game against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I think that that is the only complete game that we've seen in the big leagues this season. So he was able to do a very solid job there. He's gotten a combined 15 strikeouts in his last two starts. And you've got to feel like the L.A. Dodgers going to be able to come alive a little bit more with their bats you've seen max muncie along with justin turner cody bellinger all at a 220 or lower end for cody bellinger it's really been a rough last few seasons in general for this team not just one season but for the cubs it's been a little bit up and down for them because if you take a look at their raw numbers they're averaging right around 4.2 4.3 runs per game which is relatively solid i should say 4.2 to 4.3 runs per game at home but the reason why those numbers are thrown a little bit out of whack is because they wound up having that just absolutely ridiculous 21-run outburst against our good friends, the old Pittsburgh Pirates, which, if you take that game out of it, they're averaging right around, like, three runs per game at home. So it's a very different look there. You've noticed that the Cubs have been waning a little bit with regards to their bats. C.A. Suzuki, they wound up having a very nice start to the season, and ever since that nice start to the season, things have wound up going downhill a little bit for them. Now, you do have a guy in Patrick Wisdom who, they will give the team five home runs and ride around 85 or so at bats this season, but he's striking out in over 40% of his at bats. This is a guy that if he continues how the trajectory he is, he's gonna be setting all sorts of strikeout records. It's somewhat hilarious. He winds up hitting some home runs, but when he swings and misses, boy does he swing and miss. So that's something to take a look at. And with regards to both of these teams, they actually did a relatively solid job of being able to save a lot of their bullets with regards to their bowl Patton and Tyler Anderson was able to do a solid job in game number two for the Dodgers after he wound up having Clayton Kershaw look incredibly dominant in game number one. You wound up having the Cubs wind up throwing out their Robbie Gesellman for a lot of long relief innings in game number one, so that was able to help them out game number two. Wound up becoming a little bit more of an issue for them as you wound up having Michael Gibbons, Scott E. Frost, Rowan Wick. I also think that you wound up having the fan in row number seven have to throw innings for the Cubs because they just wound up throwing a full-on bullpen game. So they're really going to need Marcus Stroman to be able to eat innings. But if there is someone that's able to be relatively efficient, a guy that doesn't necessarily give out a lot of walks, that is Marcus Stroman. So I do think that that's going to be able to help out this Cubs team a little bit more. And like I said, right now we've got no total up on this game. But it is a case of which a 9 or lower, I'd be looking at an over a 9.5 or higher to the under. As long as we've got the current forecast of... Wind blowing out right around 10, 12-ish miles per hour. This can obviously change because, let's call it what it is, weathermen, just like handicappers, are doing their absolute best, and sometimes you wind up having changes, and sometimes there are some surprises. Like, I think we're going to be seeing with this Bevo versus Canelo fight. Right now, it is in the final 10 seconds of the final round, and this one is now off the board with regards to live betting, and I can tell you right now, if Canelo winds up getting the win, it will be just a complete and utter travesty. Beevil completely controlled this fight. He doesn't have a scratch on his face right now. He, from round number one on, was the complete and utter aggressor. I mean, all these armchair folks that are right now on social media, they're scoring this one in favor of Beevil. Now, the only thing that matters is the judges scorecards, and if boxing wants to kill their sport even more, they will give this to Canelo Alvarez because he clearly lost this fight. But... With that said we've seen some very shall we say suspect scoring in past years and well this could be another one of them but i'm sure that we are going to be getting a decision within the next few minutes i will let you know how this wound up going but and canelo over wound up closing in this fight right around a six dollar favorite and i couldn't wind up taking a shot on Beefle. i personally just don't do a lot with regards to boxing and I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show. We've got a lot of things that are going down right now. I mean, we've got horse racing, we've got boxing, we've got UFC, we've got hockey, we've got the NBA playoffs, we've got ourselves like the USFL, we've got so many different things like NASCAR, Formula One, the list goes on and on. To try to handicap every single sport is darn near impossible. Don't feel bad if you can't wind up doing every last one of them because I can tell you right now, I'm not, I am very much in my comfort zone. With regards to being able to handicap baseball, that is really my main thing. Taking a look at the college basketball offseason, getting prepared for football as well. I mean, that's what I wind up doing best, but I would say don't put a lot of pressure on yourself trying to bet on, like, 10 different leagues because when you wind up trying to do that many different disciplines, it does wind up just becoming a little bit too much. There's only 24 hours in a day, and... I would say try to stick to a couple select sports in which you might up doing well, but I think that that is just very intriguing for the sport of boxing in general. We should be able to get a ruling here in the next few minutes as to what that winds up being. And I'll deliver that to you right here on the Greg Peterson experience next right here on Beeson eSports Bank Network.
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network.
4: The VSIN Spring Special is here, and for only $59. You get everything that we have to offer here at v through the end of July. For the next few months, it is going to be just great content in general that we're going to be providing. Lots of different sports are going down, and we've got you covered right here at v with the best in the business. Subscribers get access to everything like Adam Burke's Daily Best Bets in Major League Baseball, John Von Tobel. He's got you covered with regards to the NBA all the way through the finals, Andy McNeil. He's got you covered with regards to the Stanley Cup playoffs, We're going to have NFL preseason coverage, get you guys all set with regards to some features there. And then we've got premium articles covering golf, UFC, the USFL, NASCAR, horse racing, list goes on and on. If you want everything that v has to offer, which includes daily best bet emails, every single edition a Point Spread Weekly, our tools, and live video streaming, whenever you want it as well. The cost is just $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. And this is all at v Spring, as it is the final segment of the Greg Peterson experience right here on Veasan, the sports betting network, and by unanimous decision is Dmitri Beevil who winds up taking down Canelo Alvarez. And Canelo stepped up to a buck seventy-five. You got to commend him for that, but Beevil just dominated this fight. I mean, we're just gonna call it what it is—he dominated this fight. If they would have tried to give this thing to Canelo, it would have been just a crying shame for his sport, in which they don't need to have any more suspect judging. Like we've seen in recent years. So, very good on Beevil. I mean, it was a tremendous fight for him. Canelo, he got roughed up big time in this one. So, where things wind up going from there, who knows? But also, we wind up seeing what was just not a good fight whatsoever. Nami Yunus winds up losing to Carla Esperza in five rounds, in which there wasn't a whole lot of action. I mean, I wish I could put it any other way. There wasn't much action, nobody hit anyone. And Nami Unis just wound up losing the fight, so I wish I could give you a more in-depth analysis there, but Nami Yunus wound up losing a fight that didn't wind up having much fight in it. So there was that, as well as right now we're getting set for the big one as Gathy and Oliveira are getting set to take the are getting set to take the octagon. So that no doubt is going to be massive. And what else is going to be massive is what we're all going to be getting with regards betting opportunities on Sunday because. I hey man, we've got no shortage of sports. We've got some NHL playoffs that's going to be going down. I really don't do a ton with regards to the NHL, but what I can tell you right now is that we are seeing a massive binge on overs when it comes to the NHL. First three games in the NHL for Saturday wound up going over the total, and then in the Flames versus Sargas game, the Stars were able to pull away late. They wound up being able to get the job done by a count of 4-2. This is one in which the closing total in a lot of spots was five and a half, so you wind up having, in a lot of spots, all four games for the NHL on Saturday, Wind up going over the total. We've seen it all year in the NHL, over 53% of games have wound up going over the total, and you just don't find that very often in any sport whatsoever where you wind up having not just more overs than unders, but this many more overs. Now, obviously, when it comes to the NHL, the juice is a little bit different. You're not typically going to find it just being at like minus 110 both ways because the difference between 5.5 and, and 6, it is much more substantial than being at like, oh, in an NBA game, a 217 and a, half and a 217 or something like that. So the juice is always something that needs to be factored in there, but certainly it has been a case of which we've been seeing a lot of overs out there on the ice, but we've also got ourselves a lot of great games for Major League Baseball for Sunday, like I mentioned a little bit earlier. Do note that there are quite a few games that are currently off the board if you're taking a look at it because, well, you wind up having a lot of double headers. You've got a lot of pitching changes that are being made, so do keep note of that. But what we do wind up having with regards to confirmed starters is one out there in Minnesota. This is 925, 926 on the banging board. Chris Paddock is going to be going for the Minnesota Twins. Dalton Jeffries is going to be going for the road Oakland A's with a total on this game of seven. And that seven has underjuice in a lot of spots between minus one fifteen and minus one twenty with the over being between even a minus one oh five with the Minnesota twins. You're able to find them anywhere between about a minus one eighty to a minus one eighty-five favorite with the minus with the Oakland Ace find themselves anywhere between a plus one fifty five and a plus one sixty nine. And when it comes to the twins, I was willing to set them as a pretty substantial favorite in this spot. I wanted up selling them as high as about a minus one seventy-ish. So I think that we have went a little bit too far here, but I would need to get a little bit more on the run line to be able to take a shot here on the Oakland A's once you wind up getting up to more like a plus 172, plus 175, then I'd be willing to get in on this because Dalton Jeffries and Chris Paddock are actually relatively similar pitchers. Both of these guys, they do a nice job of not walking a lot of guys or a little bit more pitch to contact. Now, big thing for Dalton Jeffries is that he just doesn't wind up getting a lot of strikeouts. And when it comes to Chris Paddock, not like he's a master of being able to get swings and misses, but 16 punch outs over the course of 20 innings. That's pretty solid. And what Chris Paddock really does a good job of, not allowing hard contact. Has yet to allow a home run this season. Meanwhile, Dalton Jeffries, still a little bit young, still working on being able to command his pitches a little bit better. Sometimes winds up giving, as they used to call it in my Little League days, too perfect of the pitch where you wind up throwing it right down Main Street and a guy winds up being able to just rock it. But with the Minnesota Twins, this is also a team that they would been dealing with a couple of bullpen ailments. They did wind up using up a uh, trustworthy reliever in Danny Columby today. So that means that they're going to be utilizing some guys like Emilio Pagan, Joe Smith, not necessarily your most trustworthy guys in the world. But for the Oakland A's, it's been a little bit rough for this bullpen as well. They've got one of the highest bullpen ERAs that you're able to find out there in the major leagues. Danny Jimenez has been relatively soft for this team, but Lou Trevino has been an absolute hot mess. Adam Clareric has been a little bit up and down as well. And you just take a look at this Oakland A's lineup and it has really been hitting skids. This was a bunch in which first two, three weeks of the season, they are one of the best setting teams out there in major league baseball. This is now a bunch of, they have scored three runs and fewer. And I believe now 11 out of their last 15 games, it has not been good. And you take a look at the guys that wound up taking the field on Saturday, you wound up having two guys that wound up singing at bat, and you wound up seeing 11 guys getting that bat in total. That wound up leaving the game with a batting average above a two sixteen. Now, I recognize the batting averages across Major League Baseball is down. It's right around about a two thirty-three, two thirty-four as a collective, depending upon what we wound up seeing today. But, man, that is pretty bad. And then you take a look at the Minnesota Twins, and Byron Buxton is someone that has been dealing with some ailments just throughout the season in general. He's... It looks like a little bit banged up once again as he wound up getting pulled out of his game a little bit earlier on Saturday, but still has been able to make a big impact for the team with nine home runs. And then past him, you've had Gregory or you've had Jorge Polanco be able to pick it up a little bit more for the team after a rough start to the season. You've had Carlos Correa be in and out of the fold a little bit for the team, but even his understudy has been able to do a solid job hitting right around about a 285 in Royce Lewis. So that has been solid for this offense. They are going up against an Oakland A's team that has been a little bit rough with regards to their bullpen. So I do think that this is a case in which we probably have went a little bit too low with regards to the total, because even though it is Minnesota out there in May, where temperatures are a little bit colder in the Midwest this time of year, it isn't very much a pitcher-friendly ballpark to start with. Seven is just a little bit too low for a start involving Dalton Jeffries and Chris Paddock, let's just call it what it is. and I do think that you might be able to find a little bit of value here on the run line, with the Minnesota Twins because Dalton Jeffries has been giving up so much contact. Now you also want to note that with regards to some of these favorites at home, they certainly have not been able to cover the run line as much as they have been on the road on the road favorites. When they wind up winning outright, they cover the run line in over 80% of games. Meanwhile at home, it's closer to about 70 ish percent. We've seen nearly 50 games a season in which the home favorite has not been able to cover the run line and home favorites have won in right around 60 percent of cases so i do think that that is very interesting to take a look at in general but i do think that you've got yourself a little bit of value here with the over if you are taking a look at this run line by the way right now you're finding it in a lot of places right around plus 120 so that's where i'd be looking at with regards to current numbers i wound up giving out my dk nation pick a little bit earlier in the hour as well it is going to be on the Atlanta braves they're going to be facing off with the milwaukee birds you want up seeing the braves Open up in a lot of spots, right around a minus 115 favorite. You're still seeing them anywhere between minus 115 to minus 120. You've got yourself a Brewers bullpen that is going to have Josh Hader and Devin Williams available in it. But that said, in order for these guys to be able to hit the floor, you are going to need the Brewers to be able to get a lead. And I do think that Aaron Ashby, despite the 231 ERA, going to get roughed up a little bit in this spot. Someone that I don't think is going to be able to lend too much length just because he does wind up having a little bit of a lack of command. He's giving up right around six walks per nine innings. It has been a relatively rough year for Charlie Morton, but I think that he's going to come in there, and he's going to be able to hold down the fort. And then what else is going to be on the mind of myself and many others is what we're going to be seeing out there in the NBA playoffs as well. I do think that you are going to be able to see the Phoenix Suns be able to take control of their series against the Dallas Mavericks. So I think the best way to be able to take a look at things is in game. I think that you're going to be able to find some good opportunities there. If you're able to find the Dallas Mavericks, get off to a little bit of a hot start, maybe instead of laying the point point half right now that you're finding with the Phoenix Suns, you're able to just get them on the money line and maybe like even money a little bit of a plus price. That's somewhere that I'd be looking at as well and something that I'm always looking at is VSIM. We've got you covered with a little bit of everything with regards to sports betting coverage. Everything from baseball through some of the ancillary sports like horse racing. We've got you right here on VSIM, the Sports Betting Network.
0: This spring, the VEASAN experts are giving you the complete betting coverage and insights you need to cash in on every sport. And right now, you can get access to everything we have to offer through July for only $59. The VEASAN experts are analyzing every playoff game, along with daily coverage of bit, along with daily coverage of bit, along with daily coverage of bit, along with daily coverage. Of b- along with daily-
1: work.